Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry emphasizing God's unconditional love and grace. We pray that you'll be blessed as Andrew teaches insights from the life of Elijah. And now, here's Andrew. God gave the command, and it took a period of time from the time that He gave the command until the physical manifestation came. What do you do during that time? Well, you continue to pray, but not in unbelief, saying, Oh God, I asked yesterday and today I've still got the same pain, so therefore you didn't answer my prayer. Now maybe you'll hear this prayer, answer that prayer. No, you've just X'd out your first prayer if that's the way you pray. But here's the way you should pray. You should pray and say, Father, I believe that you granted my answer because of all of the promises. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you and all of these things. I believe that I received, but I don't have the physical manifestation. There is some hindrance. And so you turn against the devil. You rebuke the devil. You get a prayer of agreement and get somebody just to agree with the prayer that you've already prayed and that you're still holding on to. You use a prayer of praise, which praise is a weapon against the devil. It will drive demons out. It will release your faith, make it come to full manifestation. Colossians chapter 2 verse 7, and other places. And so you, you continue to pray, but not a prayer of unbelief. It looks like to the untrained mind that Elijah prayed seven times about this. Actually, according to James chapter 5, he only prayed once, but he sent his servant seven times. It was just one prayer. As it says over there in the book of James, he prayed earnestly. He didn't pray just a little prayer, Oh God, send rain, and then just wait, and whatever would happen would happen. No, he prayed and he knew that God was flowing through him and he didn't quit his intercession until he saw uh, the beginning of the answer to his prayer. Now, he didn't wait until the clouds were totally dark and it was raining, but the moment he saw that there was a cloud just the size of a man's hand, a little tiny breakthrough, he knew that, man, he had ended the drought and it would be just a short period of time until the rain came. It's like if you can imagine, you know, you're praying and you're asking for something and here's God. He's constantly supplying. God always answers our prayers. God is faithful. But Satan can damn things up. He can resist. And the, and the things that God is giving, prosperity, healing or whatever, it could be in the pipeline, but it's just clogged up. It's kind of like a dam holding it back. But the moment you see a crack in that dam, the moment you see just a little bit of water spurting through that dam, you know it's just a matter of time now till that whole thing breaks and you, you have your answer. Well, likewise, Elijah, he prayed and it looked like he was praying seven times, but he actually only prayed once. See, here's a direct lesson to learn from Elijah that we can apply to ourselves that you just ask God for something one time. Now, this needs a little qualification. You ask, when I'm, I'm talking about when you're praying for yourself, you ask something one time and you believe you receive it, and then you continue to pray, but you are just enforcing the prayer that you've already prayed. You aren't re-praying it. You aren't doubting that you received the first time just because you couldn't see something. See, you continue to pray. Now, if you're praying for other people, if you're interceding for someone else, you do need to continue and release that intercession and send forth laborers into their harvest and rebuke the God of this world that has blinded their eyes. 2 Corinthians 4, 4. You do need to pray those things over and over because 
You believe God answered your prayer. God went and spoke to this person, but that person has more authority over their life than you do. And if they reject it and discount the conviction and the witness that God is sending to them, well, then the next day you need to get up and once again release this power to them. Not because you didn't believe God answered your prayer, but because that person voided it. They violated it. They rejected it. So you have to pray prayers of intercession for other people over and over. But when you're praying for yourself, you just believe that you receive, but you don't quit praying. You stand on that and you command your body to respond. You command your finances to respond. You rebuke the devil and get him out of the way. It's just one prayer. But you may pray over and over and over a hundred times, but it's just one prayer. You believed you received the very first time you prayed and you're just enforcing it. And so this is what Elijah did. And once he saw this little cloud the size of a man's hand, then he got up. And notice here it says that he girded uh, up his loins. You know, this is talking about they wore robes and it was hard to run when you had a robe on. You could get tangled up in your robe. So what they would do is reach between their legs, grab the back part of the robe, pull it up and tuck it into their belt or their girdle and what this would do, it would make it like it was shorts or something and a person could run. So he girded up his loins and ran before Abraham, Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. So you've got to remember that Elijah had told Ahab to get up because he heard a sound of abundance of rain. Ahab had a chariot and he got in his chariot and headed for Jezreel. So he had a head start plus he had a chariot and yet Elijah... He outran Ahab and got to Jezreel before he did. You know, the exact distance, I'm not sure the exact distance, but it was over 20 miles. 20 miles from Mount Carmel to Jezreel and, and uh, Elijah outran Ahab with a head start in a chariot. He outran him. The only way I can understand this is to say that, man, Elijah was operating on adrenaline you got to kind of get the setting of this. Elijah had come from nowhere. He had spoken the word of God and boldly stood in front of a man, the king Ahab, who was killing all of the prophets of the Lord. And yet he said, thus saith the Lord. He just identified himself with the very God that Ahab was trying to stamp out the worship of that God. He had been bold and he was protected, and God sent him to the brook Cherith. He had ravens bringing bread and flesh. Then he sent him to Zarephath, and he multiplied the widow's meal there, and for over three years, they had had a supernatural supply of food. The widow's son died, and Elijah raised him from the dead, the first time in the history of uh, Scripture that this is recorded. I guess it's possible it could have happened some other time, but it's not recorded in Scripture. There was no precedent for it. There was no promise for it. So there was no example to follow. Elijah had done things that nobody else had ever done. And then in the 18th chapter right here, he called for an end of the drought. He went up and challenged the prophets of Baal. He overcame them, called fire down out of heaven and destroyed the Baal worship. And the entire nation had turned to God and then Elijah went up and prayed and the drought ended. He could see the clouds coming. I mean, Elijah had a string of unbroken successes. He had seen things happen that no other living person on this planet had ever seen. That's a big statement because you're talking about Moses, who his face shone. He 
you know, did all of these mighty things, but Elijah saw things happen that Moses never saw happen. Elijah was flowing in the power of God, and he was so pumped, so excited, that he outran a chariot for over 20 miles with the chariot having a head start. Man, this speaks volumes. This is amazing. And these are some of the lessons that we learned through Elijah. This man was mightily used of God, and the good news is it says that what he had over in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it says that the things that they had were inferior to the things that we have. The glory that we have under the new covenant is greater than them. Jesus even said this about John the Baptist in Matthew chapter 11. He said, John the Baptist was the greatest of all Old Testament prophets. That included Elijah. John the Baptist was greater than Elijah. And yet Jesus went on to say, Nevertheless, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. Did you know if you think that you are the least saint that has ever lived, if you feel like you are one of the sorriest saints, that you don't feel like you have any power, any authority, or anything, if you are born again, you are greater than John the Baptist, therefore greater than Elijah. What we have is greater than what Elijah had. It goes on to say over in 1 Peter, uh, or 2 Peter chapter 1, that the people desired to look into the things that we had. They longed for it. They earnestly prayed and asked God what they were prophesying about. They didn't have the reality of it. Did you know that Elijah and all of these awesome things that he did, Elijah would have given anything to have what you have, what I have. What we have is greater. And I know that there's many people right now saying, oh man, it doesn't look greater to me. That's because we aren't fully taking advantage of what we have. We don't fully realize what we have. Elijah was operating in the full measure of what he had, but it was inferior to what you and I have. We have power and authority that Elijah never even thought of. You and I have no excuse. There are reasons why we aren't seeing the power of God manifest, but there's not an excuse. God has equipped us. He's given us everything that we need, not only for our own personal lives, but so that we could affect our nation, so that we could affect things. God has equipped us. The problem is we just don't know what we have and we aren't fully utilizing it. It says over in Philemon chapter 1, verse 6, Paul was praying for Philemon, and he says, I pray that the communication of thy faith would become effectual, how? By the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. If we just knew what we really have, who we truly are, if we fully understood what happened at salvation and in our spirit that we are identical to Jesus, 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, As Jesus is, so are we in this world. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. If we fully understood that, and if we understood that this doesn't fluctuate, that our spirit has been sealed by the Holy Spirit, when we sin, sin enters into our physical body and into our mental, emotional part, but it does not penetrate the seal of the Holy Spirit around our spirit, our spirit retains its righteousness, its holiness, its power, its authority. If we understood these things to the max and if we were living in it and like Elijah, bold to speak these things, 
There are so many Christians who know more than what they're speaking. But if we would boldly stand up and speak the word and not be afraid of men and what they might do to us, I guarantee you we would see the miraculous power of God manifest through our lives the same as Elijah did through his and even greater. That's all the time we have for today, but be sure and tune in again as Andrew continues to teach on the life of Elijah. Take the opportunity to learn valuable life lessons from the Bible and avoid the school of hard knocks by getting Andrew's complete series titled Lessons from Elijah. It's available in either a CD or DVD album, a book in either English or Spanish, or in a study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. The third audio teaching in today's series is titled Holy Fire. It's available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this third CD free of charge. Our address is P.O. Box 3333, Colorado Springs 80934. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111, and our web address is awmi.net. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'm the host of the Gospel Truth radio program that has been airing on radio since 1976. But we have just canceled our radio programs. I'm sad to do that, but I think that that's what I had to do. And I want to let you know that we still have our television program available heard all over the world. We have so much ministry material available to you on our website. There's just a number of ways that you can still take advantage of the truths that God has given me. So go check it out. You can go to awmi.net on our website and it just has all kinds of ways that you can still continue to receive. So God bless you as you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. Gospel Truth Radio is changing to Andrew Womack Recorded Live. Starting in November, you'll now hear the full teaching once a week. Don't forget to tune in 